Hello and welcome to Scott and Paul's Rattling Podcast. Hello. I think I, think I fucked that up. Hello, hello and welcome. Is that right? No, you did it right. You're good. Okay, I just started again. Anyway. Okay, we'll start again. Yeah. We're going to start again. I'm not going to hear that. It does. Oh. No one will hear your mistake. And that's the way I like it. <laughs> yeah, probably that. you do the fucking editing. This is going to be... I'm going to... Fr- you don't want that to happen. I'm going to get to a point... Where I take a delay getting to this because I've got other shows to edit. I'm going to get to this point and I'm going to forget about it. And I'm going to be really weirded out by this extra 30 or so seconds of audio. <laughs> yeah. Hello, everyone. And that. <laughs> take three. <laughs> I'm just going to put that in as a cold open and then do this music. Whatever the music is going to be. Okay. You fucking do it. <laughs> Yo, it's me, it's me, it's DDP. Hello everyone, welcome to Scott and Paul's Ramblin' Podcast. Yo. Yes, we changed it up for a change. <laughs> this is the good man Paul, followed by my good friend and co-host, Scott. There you go, Scott. How you doing? Scott, I throw for a thing like, have you forgotten my surname, you moron? No, I just call you Scott. <laughs> Sorry, you like you like my impression? Okay. Scott McLeod. Thank you. I He's feel, happy because I used his surname. I feel Sunday name, which is the same as the rest. My rest of the week name because I have no middle name. You can't really shorten my name anyway. I do, but if you ever found out what it was, you would die. Okay, it's Francis. <laughs> so there you go. Now you're dead. <coughs> That's the podcast over with. I'm talking to you as a dead man now. Oh well, I'll take over for you, shall I? Okay. Hi. Okay, I'll take this as being. Did you like my little impression of you just doing the yo? I did. You did. You did a very good impression of me and my my limited vocabulary. Yes. You. You. <laughs> yeah. Hi. How are you doing? What a fucking chaotic intro that this has turned into, isn't it? Yeah, unless it's like a little individual little mini show all on its own of us fucking up the intro. Yeah. Do you enjoy that we out we called open, which I was originally gonna edit out and then didn't because like fuck it, I already I fucked up the retakes. So I'm not retaking the retake. Yes. Yes, you did. Really, this is a fitting metaphor for not only the European tale in the year 2001, which we're going to talk about in a second, but also our stupidity for thinking we could do only maybe one or two parts on the European tale, despite how little it was around. It was, it was around for a very little time, but, you know, we, we managed to fit so much in in that amount of time. So, some of it really awesome. Some of it kind of awesome, a lot of it shite, but we got by. A lot of, like, there was some good stuff with the late Hayward tale at the beginning when we did the Irish Fair. We, we got to do that one, but everything else was seemingly, well, forgotten, not forgettable, because it wasn't really hyped up. But the European tale is a case of when it was good, it was good, but it was bad, it was, oh, it was, it was, bad. It was very but bad. I would like to think, and I, I have I have done my homework, I have watched the matches. That, yeah. And such, and I think the matches we're going to cover, particular today, are pretty awesome. Well, I think we 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 had one match that we were going to do, and we were set out matches, which we've already done the first two parts. So when we realised we had another year and a bit to go. I think it's around fifteen or sixteen more months from when or so from where we were left left off. Yeah. But 
we then had to add a couple more matches. I think some decent ones in there. When we get to one of the matches we're doing, uh-huh. I, I'm going to ask you a particular thing, like your opinion on it. It's, it's regarding the RVD-Jeff match we'll yeah. be covering. Okay, at the start of said match, we said that Jeff had vacated the European title, right? Well, so does does but it was a title unification match. So does I think it was a case does of Jeff Kent is the final. No, European no well, some people say oh. it is, but I I say it's RVD because even though it wasn't ten either, it was a case of it is being absorbed with the IC title. So the winner won't walk away as the European champion to defend the belt. It's but you will of, walk away with the bragging rights yeah, of being the winner of that. Yeah, because like Monica. it's a case of like some, this is that before where you unify belts, but like you say, oh, but this, but that but one belt is not carrying, so it's technically being absorbed. By the other belt, so technically you're the new version of this champion and the final over this one. So technically, so it's, it's technically a title for, amalgamation match. Yeah. So for one night, RVD was European champion, but also IC champion still at the same time. So he kind of won this and and it was immediately vacated and then walked away retaining his IC belt, whereas it would have been Jeff retaining and retur- and being known like he said as the final champion, but also becoming the new Intercontinental champion. Mm. He, he did that recently, actually. Not to, I think it was end of 2021, start of 2022, where the Cruiserweight title NXT had then Cruiserweight champion Roderick Strong and North American champion Carmel Hayes. Carmel Hayes won, and you know, shortly after the, the Cruiserweight title was kind of, they acknowledged it was going to be kind of retired, so basically he amalgamated and absorbed that belt, so Carmel Hayes ended up being the final Cruiserweight champion as well. Rich Swan was one of those too, wasn't he? He was, yeah. So RVD, weirdly, RVD had a weird section of being double champ for a lot weird because he had that, technically. He did the same thing with the hardcore belt. Mm-hmm. For brief period, he would win the IC and hold the money in the bank briefcase. Yeah. And then he got to be WB and ECW champion. Like, yeah, he's he like, just, he, even ECW was a point where he was TV champ and then also tag champ with Sabu. So, yeah. fucking RVD, you can't just hold on to one belt like you did bastard. Ah, he's a belt hog. Yeah. The original belt collector of the whole yeah. fucking show. You big... Weed smoking belt hog, you. Yeah, I like him, man. He's kind of pudgy and slow now, but I like him. Yeah. But, well, something to talk about the. He, he isn't as big as his wife's butt, though. Moving away quickly from that, before we get into the European talk, there's something about it in modern day I want to talk about before we get into the looking back on the final year or so. But first of all, how are you and yourself? I am pretty good, Scott. I am pretty good. I I am wearing my fuzzy jumper. It's going to cool. My foot hurts because I walked about on it all day and it's just it's just sore. You walked about on your foot. Yes, well, just, I never. On, just on that one foot. So you hopped around on that foot the whole day. <laughs> no, but I I have that annoying thing where you know you you're wearing boots and one of your feet seems to take it worse than the other one. Mm-hmm. So I have it, my one of my feet is aggravated, but. I myself am not. I am. I am perfectly chipper today. You know, I have. I have my bottle of Iron Brew. I remembered to buy cigarette papers at the shop when I nearly forgot them. Yeah. But yeah, I'm. I'm doing good. Yeah, yeah. I assume I'm doing good when this comes out. I'm doing good right now. But like, we're kind of other people in the league. We're also pre-recording this because I'm assuming by the time this comes out, I may or may not be staying in my brother's house. Who's sitting while he is off on holiday you, in Turkey with his good fiance? While I watch his two adorable little dogs, little doggies. Yes, I I was just walking my mother's dog. Yeah. Ah, she is a lovable dog, but she's a severe pain in the ass. <laughs> that dog, you know, you know the dog habit of <laughs> the dog habit. The dog habit of walking up and then down, and then up, 
and then down for a good five, ten minutes or so, and then so he decided to relieve himself in a spot we walked over forty odd fucking times, and you're like, why didn't you just do it there in the first place? I've done that with with Dexter. He was only we only got a small like back garden which we share with other with neighbours and such. Yeah, and there's a re circuit around, and some days he'll do multiple circuits where he does it, and I'm like. Really, at this point, we've had a, over a year at this point. Yeah. And it's like, Dexter, you've probably pissed and shit on every square inch of this back garden. I mean, yeah, fair enough. When the rain comes, it washes away and you need to remark your territory or whatever. But really, Dexter, it makes no difference where you do your business. But also, he's a dog. He doesn't understand logic. Dog, it makes a difference to dogs. It does not, we do not understand dog logic. No. But it makes a difference to doggies. I don't, I don't know why it makes a difference. It's, it's like if a person did that, you'd be like, just use the fucking toilet. There's a, there's a dog barking in the background. People can hear the dog. I'm sure that dog is probably trying to explain to a dog logic, but we can't understand what he's saying. No, the dog's just going, do you know what? Fuck you both. We'll fuck, I will shit where, when, it, when and where I want to shit, when I want to shit. When, where, and when. Well, fuck you. Well, fuck you, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Look, there's another dog in that car. Hey, other dog. Fuck, fuck you. you. Dexter had a, had a fuck you other dog just the other day. Uh-huh. We were walking past uh, the park near where I live and there's this little like football slash basketball kind of pitch because like, it's got after turf, it's got the big goals but also got these big basketball hooks so you can do whatever but nice. mostly used for football and everything. And for as long as I can remember on one of the, I don't know how they got there but up above one of the basketball hooks there's been a thing that said, I can't remember the name of the club, but so and so is gay. <laughs> it's been up there for as long as I remember. I don't know that person. Maybe they are, but that has been up there for as long as I can remember. But Dexter likes to go there sometimes to throw wee treats for him and he runs up and down the wee ends uh, make him run for his treats. But we were passing that pitch and then there was a wee dog. Uh, I can't remember the breed of it, but it was only a young thing, but it was still for its size, fairly big. And uh, it was going, hmm, and whining and trying to kind of get Dexter and kind of wanted to play with it. And Dexter kind of was a bit weary of it and then just eventually just kind of sort of just went and this other dog and that was kind of club and when he left it went that's no nice he wanted to play with you <laughs> but it was just kind of like no other dog fuck you fuck you never underestimate Jack Russell's man was, they can be vicious when was, they want to be was like me when people generally try and talk to me yeah. fuck off I don't need your company <laughs> fuck yeah. off yes that's right well, you, you have the same mannerisms as Jack Russell yeah hey everyone Fuck you. I didn't realise that Russell's are seemingly not a, at least where at there as I seem to frequent, not a, a common breed of dog or like, maybe it's because like there are certain breeds of dogs that are the it dog to get varies at times, you know. But, because uh, I have people, I walk <coughs> by and people say to me, they, they say the oddest thing, like, look at them, I'm assuming they know what a Jack Russell looks like, if they, they can clearly tell a Jack so looks like one because he is one, and they say to me, is that a Jack Russell? No. It's no, a, it's a pigeon, you dick. No, it's a black lab. It's an albino one. Aye. No, it's a it's a Dalmatian, but his, his spots came off in the wash. <laughs> like, aye. Was that Jack Russell? No, it's a cat. Like, yes, it's a fucking Jack Russell. He's a Jack Russell. You need to go with modern logic. He's a Jack Russell, but it identifies as an Akita. <laughs> he's, a, he's a Jack Russell, but he identifies as a leopard. Yes, and we 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 choose to honour his choices. Yes, you and you will call him a leopard when he chooses to be a leopard. But anyway, use his pronoun, leopard. Mm. 
much like a leopard, if you come near him, he will bite your face off. We're getting way out there on, on this one now. Oh, yeah, but like I said, Jack Russell's, they can be vicious when they want to be. Oh, aye, aye. <laughs> you buggers. Jack Russell's <laughs> can be bastards. So the, the other stupid question, things people say to me, the other stupid things people say to me when they see me with my, my dog, is because, you know, traditional Jack Russell's will be mostly brown and we've got white or mostly light with some brown and they'll have more patches of one colour or the other, yeah. right? Dexter is primarily white with one brown patch over his left eye and ear. So not as not as much brown as he's seen as Jack Russell. But we will ask him his name and everything. So they either say, or oh, you should have called him or tell me his name is, and they think it should be called Patch because he's got a brown patch. And I'm like, aye, that's a highly original name for a fucking dog, isn't it? You know what would be cool? What would actually be a cool thing? See if somebody walked up to you and went, you know what you should have called him? <laughs> If it was up to me, he would be called Eddie, but we didn't want to change his name. He was already four and a half when we got him. It didn't feel right. Hey, Dexter! Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly enough, I met a woman, I can't remember there being a dog, but but she had a dog called Dexter, and I got chatting to her right before I got the bus. Like, oh, your dog's named Dexter? My dog's named Dexter. You had, had a dog owner moment. Yes, yes, we did. It was very, very yellow, genuine. Does it, did it earn a, does it earn a golf clap? Yeah, dog owner moment. Maybe it's because quite a few people. There is our genuine, our genuine. Does it show how much many people got dogs during the last couple of years of lockdown, like yeah. we, like like we did. But uh, if I if I ever got a doggy, the only kind of doggy I would get. What kind of doggy would you get? I would get one of those little teensy tiny doggies that you can put in your pocket. <laughs> you know, one of those little teacup poodles. Yes. I'd get one of those. You know what I would call it? Oh, you call it. Wee mental Davy. Wee mental Davy. Wee mental Davy. Because he'd be like that size and they'd be like, that's wee mental Davy. Say hello to Davy. God, say hello to Davy. I'm going to get a wee teeny dog called Davy. But so, I, I forget how many people actually have dogs and then they just stop. They're like, it's another dog. <laughs> And then you have to walk past other people and go, oh, hello, hello, and try and make nice to you. Like, oh, okay, now come on, Dexter, fuck off on this other dog. See, dog you see, look- you see one dog, you see them all, come on. Yeah, you say he looks at other dogs, Jesse, she looks at other dogs and goes, fuck you, in the most extreme fashion. Grr. Dexter just stops, or he'll stop and then lift his paw, like, look over there, a dog. Look. Other dog. Ooh. Maybe the other dog has money. He, he looks at the other dogs like the, the aliens from fucking Twitter. Stranger from the outside. Oh. <laughs> and then goes the claw. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are we on about? Yeah, dogs. Dogs are funny things, aren't they? So anyway, wrestling. Yeah, wrestling. <laughs> Did I have actually your detail? A recent bit of news came out. Some people got some people speculating. Paul, that NXT UK is pretty much done. And like the UK belts, the women, men's and women's at least are being unified with the NXT main ones at our show on the same day as that AWL called Worlds Collide. But they announced that in early 2020 we'll have NXT Europe. I wonder if we will have an NXT European title. That's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. we're going to get an NXT Europe title, or will it be called, will it be called European title? Will it be an entirely new belt? Will the classic European belt be brought back? Much like the classic IC title was brought back some years ago. And then took away for that monstrosity that they wear now. Oh, yes. Because let's be honest, the current IC title is kind of naff. Mm. Still not the worst version of the IC, but I've seen ones from like. So I think Vic Fanta held the one that was green. 
Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. like that one. Yeah, air, belt with, air belt with green. Other than the European tire when it briefly had some green. And that's that's the exception to the rule. Other than that, green is not a good colour on a championship belt. Yeah. Especially for the strap. Wouldn't that look like Hulk Hogan's first world title look like? Wasn't that that yeah, but like green fl- one with the two strips of mass, gold? Massive gold circle things. Yeah, that was an ugly piece of strap. Like. Yeah, that was shit. That was so ugly. I don't think that's even one of the titles you can get on the game. I don't think they would carry, would carry the same language, but like having a version of a European tale, I think the idea that it might happen in 2023 is an interesting yeah. idea, which, which is why I think it's interesting not long after that news came out, we were finally doing this third part of this fucking series. Yeah. Do you know what I'd like to see come back to the dub? What would you like to see come back to the dub? I would like to see, because I was watching those European title matches today, and the fucking heavy amount and plethora of signs... <laughs> I miss that. Like, see when near enough the whole crowd had a sign, some of them were just the most random shit. It's like, hey, I'm here. I'm, I'm assuming that a fair few people of that class at the castle, if it's not already happened by the time this comes out, because there'll be like 70 odd thousand people there at UK. When is that happening? The day before all it. So that's Saturday the 3rd, and then on the, on the Sunday the 4th, we have two big shows, which is Worlds Collide, the NXT and NXT UK thing, and AEW's big show. Classically Castle is not this weekend. Then. Not this weekend, but the following weekend. And God knows, depending on when I get my finger out and actually edit this thing, it could have already happened. Are we in the future? Are we in the past? Who knows? Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to watch Classically Castle. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I also recommend you, you, you check out World's Collide. I think it'll be... Okay, good. I'll watch that too. Yes. You might not know many of the people, but you know, there'll be Scottish people there. I will, I will watch it and I will get to know those people. You've got... Tyler Bate, the UK champion, taking on NXT champion in a unification match, Braun Breakers, nephew of, son of Rick Steiner, nephew of Oh, Scott. I know who Braun Breaker is. Yes, but he's a mad bastard. <laughs> right. Well, he's Rick Steiner's boy, yeah. isn't he? He was a mad mm. bastard too. Mm-hmm. The dog-faced gremlin. Mm. Who was madder? The gremlin? Or the big papa pump? Well, they're both equally mental, but papa pump, obviously. Big papa gremlin. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. Anywho. Anywho. So, like I said, an NXT European title. I think it's it's sad to see the, the NXT UK Championship go because it's a very beautiful. Basically, it looks like the big WWE title, but the main plate looks like uh, the tails side of a pound, uh, pound yeah, coin. Yeah, yeah, I've, so, I've seen the belt. It does look really quite cool. And I like the women's one slightly better because it's that same thing, but it's a white strap. Mm-hmm. And you know I love a good white strap on a title. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. I know you were very appreciative of the the original, well, the classic IC belt with the white strap, oh, 100%. which was held, which was held by Sean and Marty mm-hmm. and Cody Rhodes. Well, and dashing was... Cody Rhodes held that. Well, yeah, uh, but also we'll talk about a little bit William Regal, but one of the people who wasn't let go from recent NXT UK because they said, "Oh well, there's no use these guys hanging around until next year when this launches." So we oh, just go get some money, and these we might bring you back, we mm. might not, but. Uh, one of the guys who stuck around and got recently debuted in NXT recently as a wrestler by the name of Charlie Dempsey who is in real life William Regal's son yes I know uh, that and he kind of looks like him he looks like a bit like him and a bit like KMA because he's got that curlyish hair mm. and uh, there's a guy called Andre Chase's gimmick in NXT he's this he's this like university lecturer character oh, he's a Dean Douglas uh, but slightly better I think <laughs> and his his He's at Andre Chase University, or Chase U. For God's sake. <laughs> he is Dean Douglas. He's going slightly better 
because he was slightly less cringe rather than when he debuted, but he brought in Charlie Dempsey. He goes, oh, I met this guy while we were all briefly over in England. He's going to teach you guys some wrestling moves. And basically the same was basically, you think, oh, this will be a simple training session, but Charlie Dempsey just beats the crap out of everybody. <laughs> and he just goes, all of you go home, do your homework. Your homework, Google Billy, look up Billy Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> so I like the idea of him, of him being a proper, like, Rough technical wrestler, much yeah, like his daddy. Much like his daddy. I remember listening to William Meagle's podcast, and he was talking about his son. He goes, "No, my son, I didn't really imagine him being a wrestler, but he insisted that he found his own path because he didn't want anyone to be saying to him he got where he was because of me." Yeah. And they're like, you know, I'm not involved in WWE anymore, so I'll have no influence on his on his journey. On his path. I was like, anything, you know, I just, I just hope they don't. He said, "Don't ruin him," but it, but I think he's like, "Don't make him someone he isn't. Let him do Let him, him, be him, and he'll he'll go far." Because yeah. he's very good. I haven't I've been meaning to watch it, but they had a thing in the UK called the Heritage Cup, which was like a trophy that was defended, and it was defend. We already defended the matches. The rules were it was done in a round style system, mm-hmm. and he had a rounds match in one of the last few months in the UK, which is meant to be very good, and I imagine it'll be good because. William Regal, who I want to do an eventual respect on, made, cool. made his name coming up in the European scene and UK scene to bring round style matches. He's remember he said in these round style matches, at minimum would go like fifteen minutes. And so before he, when he got to the he hadn't wrestled a match shorter than fifteen minutes. So then he got to a TV tape and like, wait, you guys got like three and a half minutes. And he's like, I, I can't do that. I can't do a match in three minutes. Wait, <laughs> like, what do you want me to do in three minutes? <laughs> One of the many culture shots I think William Regal got when he went to WCW. Yeah. Do you know when, when we when we eventually run to doing a William yeah. Regal retrospective, we should start the show <laughs> with that entrance music. Mm-hmm. You know the one I mean. I know you do. And we should finish it with his good entrance music. <laughs> yes. But we should start it with the mm-hmm. with with the foghorn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <He's> a, uh, <laughs> see, I have on occasion back on YouTube and watched that. Uh, uh, was it an NXT match he was wrestling? Or? No, no, it was a, a superstar. A superstars match he was wrestling. He was coming out looking all William Regal, <laughs> and halfway down the ramp, we cut it off and started playing that. And he just went, look, no, oh, you pricks! <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> Oh. I, I like what he could he could take it in good humour so keeping on the Ryan Regal kind of train we'll pick up where we left off last time as we entered 2001 uh, William Regal would was holding the European Championship he was in his second reign at the time mm-hmm. he would, it would come to an end at the hands of Test Test this is indeed a Test yes it was did he did 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 he get assistance from his testicles? No, that was a few years away. Oh. He was a few years away from his testicles, was he? His testicles hadn't dropped yet. <laughs> <laughs> it made it very awkward when he was cutting promos. His, his voice was very high-pitched. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's why he didn't talk too much. But in a short time, he won it in January, the 22nd of January 2001, episode of Raw to be released. But he had a... Quite busy run as European champion, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. The very next, that same week, he defended on SmackDown against Christian very successfully. Mm. He got to defend it on Sunday Night Heat against Perita, and he got a rematch with William Regal. He defended it against the likes of Raven. He had a match with Eddie Guerrero on SmackDown, which led to another match we're about to talk about. But right before WrestleMania, he had a match on Sunday Night Heat, and he where he successfully defended it against Haku. Haku. 
that's a weird match I want to see. It's in a wrestling kind of anomaly, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Haku, who has all these stories and everything about how, how much a hard man he was. William Regal was also... Oh, it was Test. Yeah, Test versus... Oh, well, but, Test but, but, but I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure Regal wrestled Haku a fair few times in maybe WCW because, you know, Haku was in a tag team as was Regal at the time, so maybe they wrestled. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Test was Weirdly, 2001 in terms of championships was Test's best year ever. Tag belts, IC belt, European uh, belt. You, you won this, you won a wee hardcore tail beat. I think the only other year he won a title and in, as the dub was in 2000 when he won the hardcore belt and then he lost it a, few, a month or so later to Crash, which started Crash's old yeah, run. Yeah. And then this year he would win like multiple belts. He'd win, hard, this, he'd win the hardcore belt a couple of times. Uh, one of the times he won it, it was an MSG show and then immediately lost it when Mike Awesome made a shot debut and attacked him. <laughs> Actually, no, he won it, then Rhino went off, and then Rhino got attacked by Mike Awesome. Right. Power did a fucking Awesome bomb backstage and a ladder to him. It was, ooh, gnarly. And then... That's a word I don't hear a lot about, like, gnarly. gnarly and, and then he won the IC title from Edge, and he also won the titles. He randomly held them with uh, Booker T, which I believe was the case of, like, he randomly, when the Rock and Jericho were feuding over the WCW title, they won the titles there, only to lose them to them. And then... <laughs> I think it was the Dudleys may have won those belts, and then, no, yeah, and then the Hardys won the WCW belts. Yeah, yeah. So, so much going on. The invasion's a fuckwit thing. I can't wait when we get to that in fucking retro match. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be pulling my hair like, so he did that, and then last week he did that. Da, da. It's all too much, man. It just gets got on the show going. What the fuck is happening around here? I don't know. But what's even weirder is, Test an Alliance guy won the WF IC belt. From Edge, who only who less than a week later, less than like a week later, would win the WCW United States Championship. Yeah, and then they had a unification match at Survivor Series, which Edge won to get the IC title back, and then deactivate the WCW US title. And I've always wondered. And I watched this back a few months uh, back. I think sometime last year, I reviewed it with ESSR, and I, was, I even did on that show. Why didn't you just give Test the US belt? <laughs> what is the point of anything? Test, we, we don't know what the point of anything is. Test would challenge for belts after this. He'd go after the tag in the IC belts in like 2003 and 2006. He went after the ECW belt when he was on that brand. Yeah. One of his last matches, I think actually it may have been the last match he had in WWE, was at the 2007 Royal Rumble where he unsuccessfully challenged Bobby Lashley for the ECW title on that show. Oh. Uh, but yeah, it was weird because Test. Got really screwed over after the whole Stephanie Triple H getting together. He didn't get to do much of that. They put him in TNA, and weirdly, he won tag belts, but he and Albert would become tag champs, but not with each other for some reason. Yeah, like TNA didn't think to. You know, like, we didn't think to put the yeah, belts on TNA. It would be, be weird. And then, weirdly, that in 2001, 2002, they've only like, pushed him, they're giving him gold, and they wonder why aren't people getting behind this? Because of what you did before. Yeah. You made him look like a cunt multiple times. Yeah, much like they've done with certain other people when, they let, when they let a bald old fuck nugget take their title off them for the Saudis. Yeah. But anyway. Bet people know what I'm talking about there. But a match we, we, we chose not to review, we chose some other matches instead, but Test's reign would come to an end when Eric Grail became a two-time European champion yeah. at WrestleMania X7. When Dean Malenko got involved, because I forgot the Roderick Radicals had a, had a comeback tour, because they were that fucking forgettable, but this has some significance, though. Go on. 
this match, even though it's going to be right for another 15, 16 months after WrestleMania, because it was in like early April of 2001, mm-hmm. the European title, the rest of its title changes, will all take place on TV. No more, this is the last pay-per-view title change for the European title. Every time it's found on pay-per-views after this, the champion successfully retains it. Mm. I don't think they intentionally set out to do that. I just, just know that they cared. It's just what happened. That's just what happened. <clears throat> so yeah, Eddie jumped into that thing I mentioned in the first part. He rendered that rare group of people to hold the belt more than once. Mm. There were a few people that actually did that. Eddie did that. He fended off Tess in a rematch and Sunday Heat a few days later. He... He defended against Brian Christopher, or Grandmaster Sexy, on episode of SmackDown, but he wouldn't hold it for very long because on the, the go-home SmackDown before Backlash 2001, he would lose it to Matt Hardy. Thank God. And this will lead into the match we're going to talk about in a minute, yeah. but I want to talk about 2001 again in terms of titles. This is when they started testing Matt and Jeff in terms of singles titles because yeah. shortly after, a few weeks after Backlash, They'd had that angle on SmackDown where, Te- where Jeff upsets Triple H, wins the IC belt, only lose a week later. But yeah. Michael Cole, again, one of Michael Cole's best calls, I think, when he proclaims when Jeff Hardy wins, it's the upset of the decade. Jeff yeah. Hardy is the Intercontinental Champion. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jeff would get a couple of runs as Hardcore Champion, swapping that back and forth with RVD. Yeah. got a brief run as, as light heavyweight champion. Jeff did. Hey, yeah. Got a rare title defence for that belt on, t- on pay-per-view when he defended at King of the Ring against X-Pac. Yeah. Uh, successfully, we, yeah. Successfully. Well, but then X-Pac eventually did win it off him. Because, like, okay, Jeff, need, we value the Hardcore belt slightly more. We'll, we'll tell you over there. X-Pac... No one likes you, and hey, you have the light heavy belt. You have that belt. No, people hate that belt about as much as they hate you. <laughs> you won the icy belt, which is here, I have a belt down here. Whereas the arc are somewhere around yeah. here. <laughs> We've really overplayed that here, yeah, here, yeah, but, yeah, but do you know what? Fuck it. It's funny. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and even if it's not funny, it's funny to us. Fuck it. So we go. Then Matt, his run with the European title, I think I hinted at this in the first part, but Matt Hardy would hold the European title. That's it. After the British Bulldog, Matt, after the British Bulldog's inaugural reign, Matt has the second longest single reign for yeah. the European title. He would hold this for 125 days. Cool. So, very rare for Matt to get proper long reign. I think he got a, a fairly long US title reign back in 2008. Yeah, he did, he did. Yeah. And he got run for the ECW title for a couple of months as well. Not quite not quite as long as probably uh, Ambrose held on here. No, no, no. But ironically, the man who Ambrose, whose record Ambrose beat, was MVP and that's who Matt eventually went off because he had a multi month thing where yeah, they defeated yeah. him, then they got paired of the team and they won the tie belts and then they broke up again. Yeah. And then. It's all kind of mad chicanery, you know. So it was interesting that they were kind of testing the Hardys as singles guys, but then still keeping them in tag team. Because Matt, I think probably really the elders because Matt Hardys were still pursuing tag team gold. But then randomly in 2001, they decided, look it, let's break the Hardys up. <laughs> and then they changed their minds. And then they changed the reins again because they got split up in the draft. Yeah. And Matt, Jeff went to be a face on Raw and sadly got released in 2003 because of his you know, habits. Yeah, because of his personal troubles. But then Matt would go on to SmackDown and become version one. Which we, also, we all liked. Yes, which I really liked. And he got to run as Cruiserweight Champion yeah. as well. Matt really likes chocolate milk. Matt strongly dislikes mustard. <laughs> <laughs> One of Matt Hardy's favourites he said in interviews or when he went to Rebellion to, to I had this on DVD he was Matt hates English muffins. <laughs> Matt 
that theme song of his was done by a band I very much like and have seen in concert too. Nice. Monster Magnet. It was also featured the more like fuller version rather than the one with the wire up and the oh right into the oh yeah but yeah. it was uh they they had that the actual full version song on uh, WB's Forcible Entry album as well. I know because I have that. Nice again. Yeah, and I have the triple disc anthology too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm bragging about my my collection again. Well, good for you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so then that takes us into our first match, which is at the Backlash pay-per-view, whereas Matt defending not only against the former champion Eddie Guerrero, but a man mm. he knew very well by this point, Christian. Mm. <laughs> Look at both of them. And Chris and JR says, Christian, what are you even being in this match? You've been kissed up to Commissioner Regal. <laughs> and I enjoyed parts of this match because... I think about at this point, this is the first proper time we get to see Matt uh, on his own. On his own, get to see him because he's the babyface fending off two heels in this match. Yeah. Oh, but this isn't actually the first best singles goal Matt would get, as in 2004. Well, technically one day where he turns the tapings, but four days in canon, Matt would hold the hardcore belt. Because yeah. he and Jeff were going to be in that hardcore six way match that was a bag of 2000. So Matt pins Crash on the Monday at the SmackDown. Taping the next day, he has a match with Jeff, a hardcore match, which is actually fairly good. I check out if you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. And then during the match, Crash comes in, pins him, and wins it back. <laughs> and then they had the big six match, which included Jeff swinging off one of the swing hooks at that match as well. Yeah. So I just, and it only had like, what, seven or eight minutes. So I think they really, it was in fast forward for a lot of this match, which yeah. I think is why they didn't go the extended period of the heels working together before turning each other. They did it almost immediately. Mm. <laughs> well, they had Matt gets thrown out, and then immediately Christian like eh, goes after Eddie Grail. And most of my notes, I have to admit, are about Je- are about Christian and Matt. Yeah, Eddie, well, it, was, it was mostly Christian and Matt. Eddie just hung back a lot. Eddie didn't do much, and I'm wondering if that has anything to do with the fact he's kind of on his way out. Because I think it's that shortly after Judgment Day, he's officially. Do you think it was a case of well, I'm going out, so I'm not going to even put an effort in? Well, no, no, I don't think he knew he was going up because uh, he kind of then started a thing with the Hardys where he was kind of buddying up to them and Lita because that was also the time Lita was feeding with China who was then the women's champion and it was set up as like is this going to be a setup? is it not? Mm. I think China at the team allegedly pitched her and Eddie getting back together this time as a heel group Yeah, it was an idea to like do what they were to plan to do them as heels before they were turned face in 2000 but then Eddie was in bad shape with his with his demons and everything after yeah. to the point where even his own pal like Dean Malenko and Ben Wall were saying to JR and like listen you really need to tell Eddie like to get help you're like he's, mm. he, he can't go in this state and it's the case of like go to rehab no well then we're going to have to let you go right, well, that was the option gave him like go get help or are we going to make you go yeah Kind of, I think they kind of gave that with Jeff in 2003 as well. We did that. Uh, we've done that with a lot of people. Like, apparently, we did that with Davey as well, with Bulldog. Yeah. Apparently, like, when he came back done that second run, mm. there was times when he was backstage, like, dribbling and slurring. Yeah. You know, because he was on so many medications and things. Mm-hmm. Because, like, like, Eddie had his demons, mm. and a lot of guys from that era had their demons. Yeah. So, it's a shame, really. Mm. You know, but... You know, enough, enough, enough moroseness. Yeah, you know, I'm, but just, I'm just saying. The like, match itself was this really is, like 
Christian and Matt, and I'm sorry to cut in, but, you know, but Christian and Matt were really going at it, and I loved the back and forth between the two of them. Like I say, I, I didn't, like, I seen a, like, a, I watched an abbreviated version yeah. on, on YouTube, you know what I mean? But from what I've seen, you know, like I say, I loved the back and forth between those two. It was the usual, it was just basically like a Hardys and mm-hmm. Edge and Christian match. Minus lower two. It was a case of like <laughs> when you see these two wrestlers, case of this is you, you have these are the other halves of the tag team. These are the ones that certain members of the end are like, no, these guys are the real workers of their team. Huh. Whereas to be like, no, we like Edge and Jeff. Yeah, they were not the pretty ones. Yeah, they were. They were the ones, <laughs> especially with, Christian. They were the ones with a little bit more of a mind for the wrestling, but didn't get the the love from the dub. Yeah, because they weren't pretty. Yeah, I mean. Jeff was pretty and sane and pretty. And Chris, um, I mean, Christian was slightly more pretty than Matt, I think. Oh, yeah, he, Matt did have a bit of a butter face. <laughs> Alright, I think what I'm just trying to make a point about Eddie is that uh, given the time frame that this is happening in, it's not, it's not the best Eddie Guerrero that you're seeing. Yeah, it's here. not It's not Pete Guerrero. No, 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 definitely not. It's not, it's not fuck you, I beat Brock Lesnar for the title, Eddie Guerrero. No, no, no. Eddie, there was a good one with Eddie and Matt where Matt's on Eddie's shoulder and Christian's going to dive off and hit Matt with a close kind of a makeshift doomsday device but Matt rolls through and almost pins yeah. Eddie which also causes Christian to land into nothing. <laughs> What's funny about Matt and Christian being honest is that I think it was around a month or so ago these two had a match on Dynamite in 2022 Jesus. and Matt went through a table during that match. And when I say go through a table, he went to put Christian through a table, and Christian rolled away. <laughs> and somebody perfectly calculated just how weird it is seeing them in this match at this stage in their career. Because someone in the front row on our cam had a big gold sign that said, I played this match on WAF, no mercy. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that fucking thing. And I must say, I did like the spots during the match where, like, I think it was, like, it was like you say. It was mostly Christian and Matt, but there was a good few spots during the match mm-hmm. where they were both going for finishers. Yeah, and fucking generally Eddie came and smacked the shit out of both of them when they were going for finishers or pins. Yeah, and a couple of good like spots where it was the three of them. Uh-huh. You know, it was just it was good to see. It was a good like you say. Eddie didn't do a lot, but it was really good. It was a bit where like Matt. Matt gets pulled out of the ring by Eddie, they're kind of squaring off, and then Christian slides off and dives to the ropes with a drop kick on him. Mm. Uh, Matt does that thing where he, you, I always thought it was always really cool when he's early years where he get flipped up and the back dropped towards the ropes, spring off him and had a DDT. Yeah, that was cool as fuck. Like. That, that's a rare thing, Like it's weird to see them doing it that, at that point, because I mean, just based on what you're used to seeing later, Matt, it's kind of like whenever I see Jeff in his early years hit that springboard moonsault that he used to do. Yeah. Uh, Christian there's a good one where Eddie rolls Matt back in the ring to try and take advantage he hit, goes in for a hurricane, hurricane he goes for a hurricane right off the top Christian grabs onto the back of Matt's pants <laughs> to stop yeah. him and then tries to have a suplex his own but Matt shoves him off and dives onto both of them mm. and then there's a point where Edge shows up in a yeah how do you describe the shirt that he's I, wearing I will if I, if I may have a small brief moment to talk of the fashions in this I de- match. I definitely thought it was best to talk to you about this. Oh, yes, yes, it was, it was. Because, firstly, first of all, the whole red and black mesh thing Matt had on, it looked cool as fuck. On him, it would look better on me. <laughs> okay. Just saying, I want it. Hmm. The thing that Edge was wearing looked cool. 
it would look better on me. How would you describe the thing that Edge is wearing? Well, um, it's, um, it's plastic here, right? It was, it was, it was plastic and see-through. A plastic see-through kind of tinted because it looked like, at first I thought it was mesh like like mats, yeah. but then I went, no, no, that's plastic here. Aye. He's oh, he's wearing a tinted bin bag. Aye. <laughs> wearing a plastic bag, but Edge spears Matt on the outside, he rolls him in. But Christian gets taken out by Eddie before he can meet the pin, so Eddie goes to steal the pin off of Edge's work. Yeah. And then Jeff comes down, and this is where I kind of like, oh, I'm enjoying seeing Matt. They'll be the underdog for once, no. Matt getting to go on his own. And then Jeff helps him win the match. Oh, and Jeff then, comes in and he's meshing his baseball cap. And JR even has to point out that basically Jeff won the match for him, which that's not good luck for Matt there. I don't acknowledge it, but yeah. but Matt, Christian like, has to like, think the unprettier on Eddie. He goes for a pin behind but the ref not seeing it because he's trying to tell Ace to get the fuck out. You know, it's a no DQ But Jeff, behind the ref, hits the swanton onto Christian. Christian yeah. comes up and goes, oh, my head. <laughs> <laughs> not in those words, but then Matt grabs Christian, twists the fate, Matt gets the win. Yeah. It's a weird kind of match. Sort of like a good, a good match showing off the talent of Christian and Matt whilst Eddie watched. <laughs> and the ending of it was like you say a bit of a clusterfuck but you know the right result happened Eddie didn't win mm. and I'm sorry to say that because I know Eddie was great and all but that whole run that first run he had I really was not a fan of his first run at all mm. you know I, d- I didn't like the character I didn't really think he was that much in the ring his second run when he was all you know mm-hmm. you know Lie cheat steal Lie cheat steal like, like when he started coming out as the Guerreros and shit I started to get a bit into him when yeah. I started to like him less mm-hmm. but I, I loved him so much more in ring yeah. when he came back that second time because he was phenomenal and I've, I have occasionally when I've been my interest in people I've looked back on YouTube and tried to find some of his earlier work because I hear his earlier work was mm-hmm. solid uh-huh. what was he Black Black Tiger yeah, he was Black Tiger in New Japan. Yeah. Weirdly, Rocky Romero would, would adopt the Black Tiger thing for a little while in New yeah. Japan. I like him, you know, I like yeah. that Rocky Romero. He won the junior title as Black Tiger, but now he's done a thing like, well, I won it as Black Tiger, but I want to win it as me as yeah. Rocky Romero. <laughs> with, my, with my dead or alive eye patch. Yes, basically. <laughs> so, I guess to then, like I said, and he has this long run for like much of the daily part, mid part of the year. It was weird, like I said, this match they got a lot in, and because it was kind of sandwiched in that semi-main spot, because right after this match is that big winner-takes-all, like two-man power trip, brothers of destruction, all the belts kind of match. Yeah. You know? So, Matt goes on a real run of a killer's row of opponents, and that's kind <laughs> of meant semi-sarcastic, semi-serious when you hear some of these people. See, yeah, matches with the likes of, you get Edge and Christian would get singles opportunities at the, the hardcore title against Matt. Mm-hmm. He'd also defend it like, against likes of Xbox, Belly Gun, K Quick, Wow, <laughs> Albert, Just Incredible, and the Big Show. Wow. <laughs> All the while also maintaining your know, tag team pursuits Just alongside. Just Incredible, you mean the Portuguese man of war, Aldo Montoya? Yes. Yeah. Matt wouldn't get a spot on Invasion, sadly. Jeff would get a shot at uh, fight uh, RVD for the title. Trish would be in a tag match, but no Matt. <laughs> no Matt because WCW really didn't have another belt to go up against the Europeans seemingly I don't know well so I don't Earl Hebner got a wrestle on 
against Nick Patrick in a weird referees match on that show. So Errol Hebner got a match. But the European champion Matt Hardy did not invasion. God. He no he no get no love. But things would come to an end for Matt on the twenty seventh of August episode of Raw. Oh. Because <laughs> Matt would be would, would not heed a specific piece of advice. Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. <laughs> <laughs> I love the hurricane. This was actually his first night as the hurricane when he had this match with Matt. He dressed there as Shane Helms and somebody made a joke about he had a legit Green Lantern tattoo. Yeah. And I believe he's any super thing because he came on as Shane Helms or Sugar Shane Helms as he's been called WCW. <laughs> he had the cruiser belt but then he quickly lost that to Billy Kidman. Yeah. So then he comes in and Matt kind of laughs at him, like, what the hell is this? He's dressed as fucking a superhero, whereas Matt and Shane Helms in real life went back a long way to train yeah, together yeah, and everything. Yeah, good friends and stuff. Uh, and the Hurricane would win the would win the European title. And how long would he hold it for? He would hold that for until late October, so he got a good month. Nearly two months with the bill. That's not bad. But he would also be wrestling occasionally in tag team matches in between defences. He formed a weird makeshift tag team with Landstorm. Yeah? Yes. I think my favourite tag team he was ever in was Hurricane and Rosie. Oh, yeah. Rosie, a.k.a. the sadly departed older brother of uh, of Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I loved the Hurricane Ro- Weren't we tag champs? I, I believe they were. Yeah. Briefly, very briefly. Well, they were. Yes. Long, they held it longer than men on a mission did. <laughs> well, they only got it because one of them fell on the Quebecer. Hey, they only held it for two days, I believe. Yeah. Two days. Wasn't even a televised match, was it? A house show. House show, yes. Wasn't even meant to happen. Yeah, just Mabel fell on him. But yeah, the other weird thing because Landstorm all, you know, I am Landstorm, mate. Can I be serious for a moment? <laughs> and then you got the hurricane. And he's like, and my Landstorm assumes, like, you're doing this ironically, right? This is really a. A mockery of the, these weird gimmicks, like you're like Citizen Storm. I am appalled by your attitude. <laughs> Citizen Storm. <laughs> That's what you call real citizen. And so, yeah, we do a weird, reoccurring thing where he interview people as my old man reporter Gregory Helms. I but, know. But when things would take, like, he would become the hurricane. I remember that. I also remember the bit one of the you know the hardcore fight, yeah, the hardcore title fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Mania that Maven ultimately yeah. beat Christian, drove away in the car. Mm-hmm. I thought that was hilarious when he was he was coming out and he just won it. Yeah. And then he's like, walks by Mighty Molly and twats him with a frying pan and steals his belt off him. And she runs only to be twatted with a tap off her door by Christian. I remember like, when he accidentally walked in the Godfather's locker room while the hose were in there and he like, he was like, hey, and John Coachman asked him, like, the hurricane is not a hurrapur. <laughs> I hate your accusation, citizen coach. <laughs> and then yeah at this point really they would both have their own valleys so they'd have two women to come out with them so because he would have Mighty Molly or in this time she would Molly all would try the same Mighty Molly yeah. and Lanthorn was randomly in a partnership and ha- would have Ivory accompany him to the ring for reasons he could have worse people yeah well, it was a weird thing but at that point yeah he had his wee sidecar and he was a horror cycle and a sidecar <laughs> for Mighty Molly he would def- get tail defences in this run against he'd lose to the big show by DQ on episode of Raw. How no. can you how can you lose by DQ in a hard and oh it was a European you, match, right, right. You're forgetting what title we're talking about, aren't yeah, you? So it it didn't it didn't change hands on. Yeah. 
he defeats Spike Dudley. I'm assuming he's we many feud with Spike Dudley would also set a red and Mighty Molly because before she turned around Mighty Molly, there was a little on screen relationship between Mighty yeah. Spike and Molly Holly at that time. He would lose to Kane by DQ. And then he he would all enter a weird feud thing with the acolytes. Well, the acolytes were talking to a couple of the female Tuffman contenders like, come back to our, our little office here, you know, in the big makeshift yeah. baby office. And then all of a sudden they see a big rope around the door. Like, what the hell is this? They follow the rope, it goes to the horror cycle, like, foul villains, charging people for protection. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> and then he would dra- he drove away, pulling apart the, the APA office, yeah. to which Bradshaw responds, well, stand back. There's an ass open coming through. <laughs> and so he didn't just go, damn. <laughs> no, that was Bradshaw saying this. I'm sure Frederick may have said damn. But Bradshaw, as a result of this, on the 22nd of October episode of Raw, would defeat the Hurricane for the European title. Ah. Big Texan winning the Championship of Europe. Because that Hell makes yeah. sense. That does make sense. Yes. Was that still goateed and long-haired Bradshaw? Yes, goateed. Uh, this is a very forgettable point in his history, but yeah. I also... There's a wee thing we slow it down. A clothesline from hell, he gives the hurricane. It, and his arm kind of bounces back. It hits him so hard. As, well, I'll... I take it he must have had real reason to hit him then. Possibly. Or assumed real reason mm-hmm. to hit him. Because Bradshaw did have a lot of assumed beef with people. He would only get one title defence. Because the next night, that's the night he taping, Bradshaw would defeat Canyon. <laughs> in a tail defence. So we, for that one night, who was better than Canyon? Bradshaw. Bradshaw. <laughs> but this this really hurt. This irks me very much. Oh, go on, tell me. On the 30th of October, taping a Smackdown, Christian would win the title from Bradshaw. Why? <laughs> well, this is that's not the bit that upsets me. I like Christian winning the European title. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I emphasised here on... Uh, on cage matches, I'm going through it. It says dark. Ah. The match was teed for SmackDown. But not what? They ran out of time, cut the match, and said, oh, the recent Dave and uh, Christian won the title. So Christian shows up the next week on Raw, European champion. But no match. But no one's like, so people would be like, when the fuck did Christian win the European title? Yeah. So yeah, no respect for fucking Christian. The man who was actually IC champion a month or so earlier and had that feud with we Edge. Yeah. And then... And all this shit. I had a great ladder match with No Mercy and then a few weeks later. Oh, you gave a European champion. Ah, oh, sorry, we had to cut the thing for tight. Like, not let's redo it on Raw. No, let's. You're just, you're just the champion now. People will have to accept that. Yeah, people people will accept you as the champion. You're the champ. Deal with it. Rushin again would have a, a good reign. A decent enough reign as a European champion. I think he's a better remembered European champion. He would hold it at least for the rest of 2001. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would. Uh, one of his more prominent defences would be at Survivor Series and a throwing together match. Where he would open the show in six and a half minutes, defeating Al Snow. Oh. Al Snow was the WF representative because Christian by that point had joined the Alliance. Because ah. all heels must must be an Alliance. Ah, Alliance was Shane and Stephanie, right? Yeah, that thing with Paul Heyman as well. Yeah, yeah. ECWC dub. Yes. ECWC dub. <laughs> ECWC dub. Yes. This is should be done. But <laughs> but like it was kind of thrown together. I think it was set up on the Senate heat that night. And Al Snow had been primarily focused on uh, on Tough Enough. So much so, he came out to the Tough Enough music that, yeah. that Maven would get. The <laughs> Al Snow came out to that. And Christian beat him. Uh, Christian would get wins over the Hurricane. Uh, he would defend the title on WWF Jacked. 
Again, Spike Dudley, who definitely was not jacked. No, he was not jacked. He was a little dick. He would defend the title and look at this murder show again. I, I again use it only partly jokingly. Uh, he defended against Jeff Hardy. It's going too hot. That's good. Taz. Yeah. Uh, Lose by DQ to Rob Van Dam. Ah. Uh, he would defeat the Hurricane. Beat, beat Rikishi on SmackDown. On the one of the last fatal offences of the last fatal offences of two days, one he would defeat Rikishi by count. Oh, yes. So Christian would at least round out the year as European champion. But I think as I went from what I went through, not the best year for the European title. No, not think. the best. And it will get mildly better. Uh, so third of January taping of the night he he would defeat Crash Holly. <laughs> But we'll lose it on the 29th of, 29th of January episode of SmackDown 2. It was him. It was him. It was DDP. <laughs> so yes, DDP, the only single school DDP I think would win in the WWE would be a tag champ alongside Canyon. But that, that reign did not end so good because he got battered by the Undertaker and Kane. Ah. Because, boo you, you being from WCW. Yeah. So... DDP, you would get another defense against Christian on episode seven night. He would also defend it against a couple of people who are like, you were still there? Like Big Boss Man and Haku. <laughs> uh, you get a tail defense in against uh, Lance Storm. But they were kind of form a little relationship, wouldn't they, DDP and Christian, where Christian was, couldn't control his anger and he was throwing temper yeah, tantrums. Yeah, temper tantrum man. And DDP got a weak image that would be closer to his life, especially now where he's like, I'll smile, I'm a motivational speaker kind of guy. Like, that's not a bad thing. That's a good, good thing. thing. So you try to help Christian get over his losing ways. On the go-home roll for WrestleMania 18, he would be fighting Billy, or Chuck and Billy. Or Billy and Chuck, whichever you prefer. Yeah. Uh, DAP and Diamond Kurt behind the rest back on Billy helped Christian win. And as soon as Christian got a win, he betrayed DDP, yeah. which would lead to a match at WrestleMania 18, 18 or exit, if you're so inclined. Yes. Yes, Mr. McMahon. Roman numerals. But, uh, but then you had Christian, I love the wee interview he does backstage. He does the wee, he gets I, his I smile. I did, and that smile was terrifying. Does he wee smile? Like, you know, oh. and, and you're like, why, Christian? Why did you portray your mentor, DDP? Like, Listen, once I started winning again, I didn't need DDP. I never needed DDP. Just like when I got became a superstar, I didn't need this thing called country of Canada. And I moved to Florida. <laughs> even though even then he still gets some tears but then he's reminded from cat from now residing in Tampa, Florida <laughs> and I must say love the I forgot how much I love this music the Christian Christian at last you're on your own oh <laughs> oh he got one let's do that it was oh. fun also love DDP's music as well, but oh yeah. The oh, how can you know DDP? Yeah, I love like, the JR no bit continuity mentioned that also the last time WrestleMania was in the Sky Dome was WrestleMania six, WrestleMania six, where DDP was the the driver for Rhythm and Blues and his pink Cadillac. Oh yeah, a car that genuinely I think belonged to DDP at the time. Did it? Hey, drove to Canada in that car. Like, can you can you drive Rhythm and Blues down this car? Yeah. So. Famous wrestlers, DDP drove Rhythm and Blues to the ring yeah. in a caddy, and I believe CM Punk was a gangster for Cena, wasn't he? He was. 
and Charlotte likes to listen. Uh, Charlotte likes to listen. Sasha Banks would be the three women around the throne for Triple H's entrance at WrestleMania Thirty. And if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't uh, Devon? No, not Devon. Wasn't uh, uh, fucking Impact commentator? Dilo. Wasn't Dilo and Gilberg throne bearers for Mabel? I don't know. I know Gilberg was. No, Rhino and Jeff Hardy popped up as, a th- as throne bearers for Mabel. Well, the Hardys weren't they, weren't they at one point the ones that opened the door? I think it was, like the, the, it was the 95 one. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, they want the 96 ones because remember that time that we think of Ahmed Johnson just burst through the doors. I nearly killed the fucking door people. <laughs> no, just whoop, poof. Concussion, he's dead. That's good old Ahmed for you. Good old Ahmed Johnson. Trust <laughs> uh, me, I'm trying to think if there's any other notable examples I can think of of the ones, but I can't think of any. I don't any think so, no. Off the top of my I know a bunch of NXT talent wore masks when there was that Triple H entrance at WrestleMania 32 with those guys with the weird skull heads. There was a bunch of guys who were wrestling NXT at the time wearing those helmets. Oh. Like Enzo and that were amongst them, or that Simon Gotch guy. That's cool. Those kind of guys were amongst them. It's, yeah. But anyway, yeah, match up. You, you can tell, look in the face of DDP, he's one and only WrestleMania match, and he's looking around, looking like, wow, like you can see the big smile <laughs> on his face. But look, going to the match. It starts before you can even get his, proper, his fucking yeah, jacket he's off. he's getting in, getting his coat off, and Christian starts on him right away. Poses with the belt, like, yeah, this is my belt. I'm yeah, belt. yeah for, for the time being, Christian. <laughs> yeah. In that moment. In that moment, yeah. Uh, DDP, you forget how fucking tall DDP is, don't yeah, you? Yeah, he's a big, he's a big horse. At least 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, yeah, at least, that. at least. Yeah, but you get, he finally gets into the match, he picks Christian up, he flips him around, fucking big gut buster and everything. Yeah. There's me falling over, reaching for juice. <laughs> King jokes, oh, you know, morale's really been low in Europe since Christian lost that title. <laughs> he he's mentioned two European cities, and he chooses the only two I caught you that he mentioned were London and Liverpool. <laughs> it's amazing to me when Americans remember cities beyond the main ones like London and such, you know? Yeah. Uh, Christian gets a low blow, but referee doesn't catch when Ed when DAB's doing like the punches in the corner yeah. or anything uh, fair few kind of attempts at the finish like dive grip no unfair no oh no, no. <laughs> keeping you keeping, keeping guess and everything they only got like 8 minutes and 20 seconds yeah they also this is like the second match and they called the opening match was uh, RVD versus William Regal for the Intercontinental title did RVD win that one he did yeah oh good he did good good <laughs> Uh, there's a good one where DP gets Christian in the corner, goes for the dunker, Christian reverses it, hits the reverse DT slash netbreaker kind of move. But then, just quickly, I almost blinked and missed it because Christian lifts up, DP flips out, diamond cutter. Yeah. One, two, two three. three. And then it does the best thing. Well, I should have also mentioned that early on they tried to make out, like, you know, Christian had been suffering from loads of streak, he may have an advantage because they mentioned the last two years of WrestleMania. Christian walked out as a champion. Yeah. And there, like you said, he did. But he, he gave out, like, Could have, should have waited a wee second before before started speaking because he just read the match. He's like, oh, Christian. Like, Christian. You wrestle the match and you managed to keep your cool. <laughs> Even though you lost in front of 67,000 people, you lost the match and you didn't lose your cool. 
and I'm paraphrasing here, you know, but he's like, like, he also said, like, he's, like he's like, I'm proud of you, man. He goes, he doesn't do anything to it. And I like a bajillion people you know, watching it. Yeah, you watch in front of a bajillion people wa- watching at home, and you didn't lose your cool. And that's not a bad thing. That is a good thing. <laughs> and Christian's up. Like, Christian starts doing his little. <laughs> jump out and like, no, LG, I'm just showing like, oh, for God, someone get my diaper. <laughs> The girl math throwing a okay. temper tantrum. I thought it looked like a tip for most of it, was we just for the last bit when he's sitting there going, No! <laughs> like, aye, you didn't win. Ha ha! And then he, he won the hardcore belt and he's going to leave like, Yeah, I'm a champion three WrestleMania in a row. And then gets rolled up by BBC. Like, I, they love Jerry Lawler. Like, no, hey, you can't steal a man's title and his cap. <laughs> you can't steal a man's cap. Uh, but DP during. Mainly due to some injuries, wouldn't be around wrestling much longer. He would be out of the WF by mid 2002. Had mm. a brief run for a couple of years in TNA. Then yeah. again, like back injury hurt him, but he didn't get surgery because that, that, through that he developed DDP yoga, which helped many people. Yeah, like Kane, Kane said it helped him. Jericho managed to avoid surgery on a, a similar back injury uh, thanks to DDP yoga and everything. M- mentally, momentously helped Jake the Snake. Yes. And he Scott Hall. He helped the sadly departed Scott Hall, who was in a horrible condition. I mean, he might have been gone a lot sooner had it not been for DDP. But DDP didn't get to celebrate this European title much long because two days later, a SmackDown taping, it would go back to a genuine European as William Regal would once again reclaim the title, <laughs> becoming a three-time European champion. Mm. He would get a successful defence against his former protege on Sunday TGD, but... He was also wearing the time he was properly utilising this point, the power of the punch, the, the brass knuckles, yes. and that was becoming part of uh, Roger Regal's gimmick. But then, an interesting point here, uh, a couple of weeks after WrestleMania X8, we'd had the first ever WWF draft. Ooh, I, draft. Think enough, I think they had 10 picks each, like Ric Flair for Raw, uh, Vince for SmackDown. I believe he was around 7 or 8, but Roger Regal would get picked on the TV version of the draft. Making the European table exclusive to Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw got the European and IC, but then uh, SmackDown got the Harker Belt because Maven got picked by Vince. Yeah. But then the Harker Belt would end up on Raw anyway. <laughs> it didn't really. Minnesota Draft really didn't matter because by the end of the year, some people would have already swapped. That's a whole other clusterfuck to get into. Yeah. But when we go on Raw, as European champion, doing the whole power of the punch, like, that's something he referenced on the podcast, episode we spoke that I listened to earlier today, but. There was a promo he said he did it on one take and he was working with Brian Gwartz to put it together, but he was he was doing a thing with Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's in the middle of his comeback and it's he was going around all this looking around all this Hulk and he was like, People buy this, you know. They go around, they wear these stupid T shirts and this fucking this bloody <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Like, Ooh, look at me, I'm I'm a Hulkamanic and don't I look like a bloody pillock <laughs> And then he does a version of of Hogan's sketch he's like, What you gonna go what you gonna do goes, What are you going to see? And the power of the punch runs wild on thee. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but Roman Eagle kind of get a taste of his own medicine as literally right before a match started, uh, Cra- Cra- Crash Holly, uh, no Crash Holly, Spike Dudley was fighting Roman Eagle for the European title. Mm. As Regal was getting accosted and getting the European title taken off him, and a, brass, a pair of brass nuts getting taken off, like, oh, you, Regal occasionally tied a second pair. Mm. So Crash Holly, having watched Regal matches before, went over to the corner, found a pair of brass nuts, and just as a referee was burying the bell and he didn't see it, he goes the brass nuts because <laughs> the referee ran about right as he was going for the pin. The match only lasted three seconds. Yeah. And Crash only pinned William Regal in three seconds. 
Yeah. Don't crash, crash I think it's in Crash Ollie. Spike Dudley. Spike Dudley. Because there was still more kind of rain in the way they feed a wheel to Crash Ollie a few years ago. But yeah. Spike Dudley got a chance to be European chef. You think he was only. Yeah, Crash Ollie got three singles titles in Derby. He got this, Hardcore briefly, and in 2004 he got a wee run as Cruiserweight champion as well. You mean Spike Dudley? Yeah, Spike Dudley. Because you said Crash Ollie. Oh, again. Spike, if I ever say Crash Ollie when talking about this period, know that I mean Spike Dudley. I, I know you mean that. Spike Dudley. Spike Dudley. 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 We Diddy Dudley. We Diddy Dudley. <laughs> Diddy Dudley. <laughs> Spike got a title defence on Cindy uh, on an episode of Raw the following week. He would defend it successfully against Goldust in under two minutes. He would go to Insurrection uh, in the UK, uh, which would be the last official WFP view, the one where on the way back. It would be the plane ride from hell. So oh. the things those two must have seen on that way back. But Crash successfully retained the European title over the hometown guy, Ryan Regal, or home countryman. But just two years later, at Monday Night Raw, after the two, I don't, there's no story of them getting involved in anything, but they must have yeah. seen some horrific things. Seems of things, man. Ryan Regal also annoyed up once again, losing in his, his hometown. And just 30 seconds on Raw would demolish Spike Dudley to win the title back. And we officially tie but the most for most reigns alongside Dealer Brown as being a four time European champion with Big Blue Mule. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh William Regal would get defences against Dilo Brown on Sunday Heat. He would lose by DQ to Bubba Ray Dudley. It was a weird uh, match. It was for it was for the WWE for the European title and the women's title, where Spike Dudley and Trish Stratus fought Mighty Molly. And uh, what Molly Holly and William Regal for some reason. Uh, also, she mentioned William Regal by, by winning it shortly after insurrection from Spike. William Regal thinks he is the final WWF European champion and the first ever WWE European champion, although it would only have like maybe two, maybe three months at most as a WWE European oh, champion. The very fact that he is a lot, he has a similar distinction to Undertaker, then. Yeah. Or, uh, and Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and Eddie Guerrero was feuding with Flo on the IC title back and forth with, uh, with uh, RVD. He won the IC title at Backlash and carried it into, uh, into Judgment Day, meaning Eddie Guerrero was the final WWF Intercontinental Champion and the first WWE Intercontinental yeah. Champion. So you see who is holding these different titles as they go into the... F into E period. So are you, are you knowledgeable on uh, who would have been the last WWF into E tag champions? Not really. I'm I'm 90% sure it might have been Billy and Chuck. Billy and Chuck? Might have been. And either Trish or Jazz, given the time period, would have been the women's. Yeah, yeah. Hardcore? Fuck the final. Yeah, fuck if you know. Fuck the final. Maybe Tajiri. Because he was hardcore champion yeah. a few times. Remember the time when they go into the WWE... They bring back the cruiserweight title and TGD and like the TGD, Billy Kidman, the Hurricane are all feuding for that. Jamie Noble. Yeah, he comes around just before King of the Ring yeah. and would win off the Hurricane at that show. But yeah, so like I said, when we go, it's only very briefly the WWE European uh, Championship. When we go to get title defence against the likes of Tommy Dreamer and Bradshaw, he would then lose it. He would, his final ring would come to an end on the 7th of, no, the 8th of July episode of 
of uh, Raw when he would lose it to Jeff Hardy. So oh. both members of the Hardy brothers got to be European champion. Hurrah! Hurrah! And Jeff would definitely defend against William Regal on the final ever pay-per-view title defense for the title at Vengeance 2002. Mm-hmm. Final time it would be on pay-per-view, then firmly WWE. Uh, and, uh, nothing really changed about the look of the title, I'm assuming just a different logo at the top of it, but, yeah. but nothing else changed. And then the very next night, where this is where our final match will take place, the match we're going to talk about right now, Jeff Hardy, RVD, we already mentioned it, the unification ladder, ladder match. Ladder match. And what a match. Yeah. It was a great match. Yeah, they were phasing out that bit and then they also phased out the hardcore because I'm assuming they thought, too many belts. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. like, the hardcore tail a couple of week, weeks earlier uh, to, to, to Tommy Dreamer at the match with Tommy Dreamer and RVD where RVD went and unify it as well. So RVD is also the last ever hardcore and European champion despite <laughs> technically not actually holding them when he wins them the physical belts. He may have held the hardcore, I don't know. Yeah, but he yeah. didn't hold the European. Uh, so that's interesting, but two weeks before that, they had like a 10-minute scramble at the end of it. Whoever was the champion, I think it was Tommy Dreamer who won it to carry into that match, would be crowned the champion. But also at the end of that match, the 24-7 rule was officially retired for good. Oh, thank God. And then into... So basically you knew it was on its way out. But we're talking about this match, yeah. Ready back and forth. Two guys who had a ladder match before uh, the previous year's SummerSlam over the hardcore title, so... Guys do know their way around the ladder, especially. Yeah. And Jeff, Jeff comes out looking like uh, Jeff would at the time. Actually, a month earlier, Jeff had another very memorable ladder match where he took on The Undertaker in a ladder match for The Undisputed title, which Undertaker, I don't think, has many memorable TV matches, but that's a match worth going out because it's big evil biker taker. Didn't he destroy Jeff? Oh, he fucked him up. But then Jeff kept getting up like, you said you keep me there, I'm back up. And he tried to beat him up again. And Jeff got back up and Undertaker just looked at him and went, you're all right, shaky fan and everything. <laughs> like, you're all right. But there's a cool moment where Jeff, like Jeff might win the league, and I think Jeff might win the WWE title, like the undisputed title, and Jeff, Matt, and uh, Jeff, like, do it, kid, climb it, make yourself famous. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old JR. But yeah, this match is a hell of a match. There's some very, ooh, looking, looking bumps in this. Yeah, yeah, spe- especially, and I know I'm jumping ahead here, but. Jeff. <laughs> that final bump oh, yes. that he takes when when RVD claims the belt. Mm-hmm. My God. Yeah. He fell awful funny. Yeah, there was a point where like, RVD knocks in Jeff did go down by a ladder gets knocked and I think it wasn't meant to happen but the ladder hits Jeff as it comes down. Yeah. And, oh, I didn't, I didn't like Jeff. Jeff was never very... But do you know what? I watched the, en- the entrances. <laughs> yeah. And you know, Jeb with his sort of, I have my hair kind of short now and yeah. I'll be covered in Dago paint. Yes. And tights on my arms and everything. Hey, look, I now, I'm, I've got a bunch of tattoos now. Yes, and I'm going to go under the ladder. Yeah. And now <laughs> oh. look at him. Oh, can I talk about, I was like, we always joke about the, the high pitched screech for the Hardy taking their shirts off, but uh, there are a couple of matches ago in the, uh, the Matt Hardy one. Matt takes his shirt off and they're like, hey, and, uh, uh. like, uh, JR's all like, goes, you know, so a lot of, a lot of cheers from the female crowds of the audience and a couple of fellas in the third row. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, then Jeff goes outside, he grabs a ladder, then Jeff, Matt, Arby just slides it on, poof, just drops oh, it right into him. That, that one looked so, because yeah. I don't know if it looked like Jeff was slow putting the ladder up. Or moving a bit, mm-hmm. or positioning, but when R.E.D. slid in for the baseball mm-hmm. slide, 
it really looked like he clattered him yeah, because he's... like Jeff went down, but he didn't move too much. Yeah. So he was lying there going like, "I'm alright, I'm alright." These are like properly like big metal ladders. They both get a ladder each, and they're fucking dueling without like hitting yeah. each other's. Um, and RVD drops it and just kick Jeff's holding his right above his face, and RVD kicks it right into Jeff's face. Yeah. He says he's rolling thunder on the line, which looks like it hurts RVD more than it hurts Jeff. That always looked like it hurt him more than anything else. Especially the when the frogs back look like it always hurt him more than they. Oh, right. he sells it more than his fucking opponents do. Well, he he. He leaps like Eddie leapt. Yeah. You know, well, he leapt like Eddie leapt. I don't think like yeah. he leaps that high nowadays, but no. Len, that he, was like. I mean, he knows both men, in, both men in this match know a thing about getting fucking high. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, I, th- I think I think, uh, I think RVD went and kept it a little bit more vanilla than Jeff did. Well. Yeah. On, on Raw at this period of time, like I said, having matches like this, like Raw was doing everything. Maybe like, oh, we're having this big match on free TV and everything. Where SmackDown was in the whole SmackDown six good wrestling consistently, whereas Raw was in big spectacle matches. Like a couple months later, these two would team up as part of TLC four quite memorably wow. as well. Actually, they would also include, I think Jericho and Christian Kane, well maybe Kane and Hurricane McCain what fought it by yourself. I think the final team may have been Bubba and Spike. Wow, <laughs> so that's an interesting match. Both uh, men. Yeah, it's time for Jed to do me that probably hurts him more than than RVD when he does the swanton onto the ladder. And yeah, like I said, there's that awful spot where it's like the ladder comes down at Jed when it's not meant to. But then they're fighting, drilling on the ladders. Not really as long as you think it was, but they pack a lot in, especially given that it's a ladder much like free TV. Yeah. Jeff gets kicked by by RVD on the ladder. RVD looks up, looks down, looks up to the title again, like goes fuck it. And he's like, oh, V, T. There's a five-star frog flag. Things back up. Jeff tries to get back up, but he's not. He's too slow. RVD pulls in the IC out. Title, he's still the IC champion. And is officially declared the final ever European champion. He is. And so ends the swan song of the European Championship. We <laughs> got there. No, it ends not with a bang, but with a whimper. Ends not with a bang, but with a ladder falling on Jeff Hardy's face. And a five-star frog splash. Yes. For a title that did not have, it definitely did not have a five-star lineage. I don't think, basically not in its later years. No, six, 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 just shy of seven minutes, that ladder match went by What a way. match for it to go out on, though. It was a hell of a match to go out on. Two stall guys to, to go out, you know, on it. Yeah. To you know, be yeah. the final match for it. And, and and you also had Regal in there. Regal was a solid European champion, yeah. I thought. And DDP, even though he was a very brief yeah. European champion, he was fun. Yeah, you know, world champion come in holding the bell. But since we have got to the 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 end of our yeah. European title, our Odyssey, our Odyssey, let's let's take a moment to respect the the inaugural mm. and the longest reigning. Yeah. And I think, honestly, in a lot of people's eyes, when we look back, the most respected European champion, yeah, the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith, mm-hmm. who, had it not been for a certain Mr. Michael's politicking, would have and should have won the only time that belt ever main evented a pay-per-view. I know. It's a sad, it's a sad thing to look back on. I know. You know, like- because, you know, Davy, Davy was good with that belt. Uh-huh. He was... I mean, who else, who else but the British Bulldog yeah. could have brought prestige to the European title? Only a man who's bizarre yeah. as, uh, as the British Bulldog could have done what he did what? with that belt. Why am I the longest-running European champion? 
Because I'm bizarre. I'm bizarre. Him followed by shortly followed by like the Regal and Delo Brenner thing are up there in terms of yeah, the uh, Regal and Delo are both four time. Yes. Yeah. And obviously he'll always uh, the British Villa always thinks of being the dog run longest reigning. But and we can, we can also maybe mention uh, Triple H as well because yeah, that yeah. was the first belt that really gave him any. Any leeway, you know. I mean, well, he was actually jump already by that point. I know, but that by the time he won the European belt, it that was what that was when he was getting to that. That was when he was starting to step up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You well, know, it's a thing that could have had more, but they anyway, went through a fair lots and downs because they were found a place for alongside the IC belt after Bulldog won. I think even after as early as after him losing it, I think. They didn't really know what else to, to do with this UMP belt. It kind of became a mini workhorse belt in terms of there were great workers holding it, but it wasn't a workhorse belt in the same way that the IC belt was meant yeah, to be. Yeah, But, I mean, you look at the feuds we got for it, too, like in the early yeah. days of that belt, you had, you know, with the whole thing with, like, uh, I think the first major feud with it after the whole Dodog having yeah. it and Sean having it, you had the major feud between uh, Triple H and Owen. That, that was really good that was a good battle yeah you brought it into a faction feud between like Xbox feeding it with Deal Brown and DX and the Nation were going at it then yeah. that transitioned to Xbox Shane and other things there you had yeah you had the whole feud between Mark uh, Mark Henry Deal and technically Jeff Jeff Jarrett yeah, yeah technically. It was all that. technically yeah it's, it's kind of a where there are fair people you like Really, they held the belt like didn't Midian hold it or naked Midian? Yeah, hold we it does once? covered that. Like looking back on, it, it's weird to even say it. Like, oh yeah, Brad, Bradshaw held it for a couple of weeks after tweeting the hurricane for it. Yeah, <laughs> but then the other people, even like, held it, didn't he? No, no, no he held the hardcore. hardcore. That was it, yeah. No, the tail hadn't fallen that much that Maven <laughs> would hold it. <laughs> no offense, Maven. I doubt you're listening, but yeah. No, well, he might be. He doesn't have a lot to do these days, does he? Yeah, I mean, well. What else can we really say? Because I don't think I don't, tell, I, 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 don't, I don't think I have a really I don't think I have a real favorite European title match. I, I've watched some solid matches for the European belt for this. I mean, yeah, I mean the the open the the inaugural match between like Davy and and Owen is is phenomenal. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I've got I I suppose I'll say like you like you say and I agree with you. I a solid sort uh, a solid second tier workhorse belt. Yeah. In its initial, you know, initial way. Really, I think at the place of it, kind of, when the, but in the early stages of the brand split, where it got taken away, so you had the IC belt, but that really disappeared for a bit, and then came back in 03. Uh, and then on the other side, the other male belt was either the cruiserweight belt, so you were a cruiserweight, or, or you were afraid for the WT. And if you weren't good, you, if you didn't weigh the cruiserweight weight limit, or you weren't good enough for the main event, you're like, I'll throw you in a tie. That was the way in SmackDown until the US title was introduced. So I think yeah. the US title pretty much took the place of the European belt, you could say, in a lot of ways. I suppose so, yeah. I suppose so. But it, it definitely had a long and... A, long and a moderately long and interesting history. Weirdly, talking about modern day, AEW has a weird version, version of the European belt. It's called the All-Atlantic belt, mainly because like the same way that Bulldog would defend it internationally and, and things was made for him. Pack, who's an English wrestler, has been mainly defending it and other companies representing AEW, like in the UK and Ireland and yeah. other places, which is a weird decision. It's a decent looking belt, it's got a bunch of different flags on it and everything. So. It'd be interesting to see Pack maybe come to 
you know, impact. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Pack and impact. Packed in, packed. To defend that belt against, say, like, TJP or Ace Austin or mm. Chris Bay. Or Bupinder. <laughs> or or Bupinder. Even though... He's be... European. Yeah, Whereabouts where in Europe is India? Where, well, fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're getting to it. We're like, let's just, let's just say we missed the European title. Could have done more with it. Maybe they'll bring it back as part of it to Europe. We can always live in hope. We can. And we can, hopefully it can have a better... A better run than the, yeah. the the final run of the European title, and, and especially given that the guys who were part of that European title match on that episode were all the literally my coveted European title, ah, because those two, even because those two are, it's because those two are running the show. Please don't put any matches for that title <laughs> with that style. Don't do that again. Look, as horrible as that was for that belt, you can't say that wasn't funny. It was funny, but just saying, just don't do it again. <laughs> This is the greatest moment since the birth of my kid. Oh, I don't have any kids, but still. Ah! Hey, Sarge. I did it. I did it. I know it's hard to believe, to believe, Sarge, but we made an ass out of you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Who isn't an ass? The people who listen to this show. Hell no, those people are awesome. Thank you for sticking with us through our audience and everything. And our three parts, but full. I want to ask you something. Yes, we, we I would have, like some money. No, I'm not giving you any money. <laughs> we have we have other things to do before our next retrospective. We have other stuff planned out. We, we like to try and plan out what schedule we would do this show this week and this and that. Yeah, uh-huh. We have another retrospective plan. We know what it's going to be. Our retrospective. It's going to be a big one. Do you want to reveal it now, or because it's going to be a while before we end up actually doing it? I think. I think we should keep it secret. Okay. I think we'll, we'll keep we'll keep them on their toes. You know, keep we'll keep them bated breath. Keep them guessing. Yeah, keep them guessing. Okay. Well, but trust me, this is definitely multiple parts. God knows how many it's going to be, but trust me, it is a big one. We're testing the waters here for some other big ones. Where, where will be chapters, people? Chapters. Chapters, definite chapters. It will be an epic tale. <laughs> that won't bore the piss out of you like the end in a Game of Thrones, well. <laughs> or annoy you, I suppose. So, thank you for thinking with us. What are your memories of the European Day? Who is your favourite champion in the, in the like five or so years that I was around? Was it Triple H when he won it the first time? Was it someone else? Was <laughs> it William Meagle? And for some unknown reason, was it somehow Midian? Tell us with it. And tell us why it was Midian. We won't, we won't judge you, to your face. But, but thank you for listening. <laughs> We've had past retrospectives and other things, like certain wrestlers... Uh, we did a bit of an impact. We also review impact on this show. Hell yeah, we do. We also have the Rogue Retrospect review. Where I'm sure we'll be covering much of the stuff of the European tale that we've already talked about here. Yeah. Like the likes of William Regal and Test and whoever else holding that title. We look forward to seeing how it holds up. And you know, there's so much stuff we do here on Rogue Opinions and on this show. So follow us wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on Twitter at SPRambling. Get me as Follow Rogue Opinions at Rogue Underscore Opinions. Facebook.com like forward slash round podcast like I said. And I don't have much else to say. Thank you for checking this out and see ya. See ya.